Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. I hope wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you're having a fantastic day. I am excited to introduce you to a gentleman that, it's safe to say, kind of speaks my language uh, because we're both into stories. It is a pleasure to introduce the founder of Emblem Inc., Brian Sly. Brian, welcome to the Success Insight Podcast. Hey, Howard. Thanks for having me. This will be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. What I love about this work of the podcasting is that, you know, we go out, we network, go to meetings, and we just meet a lot of interesting people. And I remember at this one networking meeting, you got up and you kind of introduced yourself. And I was like a light bulb just went off in my head as you shared about story. And so I would love if you could share with our audience, tell us about you and the work that you're doing and what is Emblem Inc.? I think story is one of those buzzwords that has become almost oversaturated in the marketing world, in the business world, because it doesn't tell the full, I guess the full story. It doesn't really explain what, uh, what an audience member is looking for. So what we do at Emblem is we focus on a brand from the inside out. We look at what makes them unique, how their prospects are looking for them, what their prospects are saying, and how they can create more value for their prospects. As a, a business owner, you know, coach, and I run across a lot of people, the first thing they do is they start to talk about themselves, how great they are, here's the tools we use, here's all the great things we're doing for our clients. And it's almost like an afterthought of asking the client about them, who they are, who their clients are, what their struggles are. And this idea of the inside out. So that's, it's more than just a questionnaire. You're doing some, I gather some deep diving into what's making them tick. What's in their DNA. Yeah. We like to think of it. The the reason we call ourselves emblem is it's like the essence. What is it that represents you as a brand that's different from your nearest competitor? And that was a good way to, to phrase it there is something that does tick inside of every brand. There's something that's different. There's something that drives them. But how is that, that drive helping the customer versus the, um, I don't want to say ego because everybody's not driven by ego, but they're, they don't understand the, the way that someone is looking for them and how you can help them, not necessarily how long you've been in business, uh, how big, your facility is, what a tour of the location looks like, but more of the actual results that you're getting them and how as a prospect, if you can get me those same results, you've hooked me. You know, this seems like it's much more than just the, you know, am I using the keywords or do I have a, I have to have a website and it has to have these bells and whistles, but you're, you're getting into the, and helping your client have a greater awareness and understanding use the word making them tick, not only making them tick, the people in their organization tick, but understanding really the next layer. How do my clients tick? And how can, if I understand more about what their needs are, then then I can help be more effective in how I help them. It seems that's where, it would seem like that's a perfect place then once you understand that data to help them tell their story. Yeah, I think that as a as a brand, there is the easiest way to get your information out there in a way that does 
connect with your audience. And, and when I say audience, it might be more than prospects. It might be your current customers. It might be that applicant who may be a future employee. It might be vendors that are looking to see if you're a good fit to work with. But that centralized theme of who you are, the easiest way to do that is if you have a mission that draws people in to, to feel like they're missing out if they're not connecting with you, if they're not working with you. And that's really, uh, we follow a lot of what Donald Miller does in you know, building a story brand and a, and a lot of the different areas of storytelling. But the biggest successes we've found have been when we're mission-focused maybe not mission driven, but mission focused to where everybody who interacts with us gets the same exact feeling, regardless of where they're coming from, if it's a prospect or an employee. You know, you mentioned Donald Miller building a story brand. I love that book. That was a, it was a very powerful aha moment last year for me. I'd always thought I was starting to do a better job of building my story, but I realized I had work to do. And then when I read his book, after listening to him, listening to him at a keynote, it was this aha moment. So I truly appreciate mm-hmm. you mentioning that. Who are your clients, and what what do they, what do they look like? I want to take just a quick step back, real quick, um, because you mentioned the aha moment. And for me, I mean, this is my industry. I, I've been in video, the video space, for a long, long time, and uh, I always pegged myself as a storyteller. And if I'm being honest, there was a little ego behind, you know, understanding that someone like Donald Miller is out there who does it really, really well. And I was like, Oh, I, I got it. I, I know the stuff I can, I can do this too. And when I actually started diving into what he was teaching, I had to check my ego at the door and, and realize that there's a lot that I don't understand and I have to keep learning. And part of that process for me and understanding that there's a lot I don't know. I have to learn and understand and be around people that are teaching is what shifted our philosophy to education. Micro businesses, small businesses, entrepreneurs were really lacking in terms of how they understood their market. So we look at ourselves as a pre-marketing company. Before you spend a dollar on advertising or marketing or outbound reach, Let's look at your target market. Let's look at who you're going after, the messaging you're using. If you plan on doing video in the future, what does that look like? Do you have a budget for you know, a one and done video or is there a possibility to split your budget up over 12 months so that you're getting you know, new content, you're constantly being pushed in front of your market? That, that's what we do is we look at the long-term effects of more time up front will give you more success in the back end. You know, I wish a lot of entrepreneurs like myself, who as a coach, I, I belong to a number of coaching groups and a lot of them are just getting started out. And I think one of the downsides of my profession is we don't often teach our coaches, perhaps unless they have an MBA, they don't know how to run a business, how to start a business. And I love the fact that you are educating your clients right up front how to answer some of those questions. So when they do begin this investment in whether it's building a website, that's usually the big telltale sign is now I'm a coach, I have a business and I have to go build this website and they spend a lot of money on it and it gets them absolutely nowhere. Whereas if they were to invest in a firm like Emblem Inc., then you're, they're going to go through this education process of 
really understanding who they are, what their message is, what their goals are, who their clients are, so that you can help them organically kind of create a plan, I would imagine, that goes out six months, a year or more of this is this is strategically, how are you going to start to, you know, market and uh, market yourself and use good technology and tools like video? Yeah, that's a good point. The the business education, especially as a new business owner, there is, there's a lot of materials out there, but there's not a lot of handholding when it comes to how things have progressed. I mean, the way we're doing things in marketing today is different than it was five years ago. It's, you know, exponentially different than what it was 10 years ago and, you know, 20 years before that and so forth. So, so platforms are going to keep changing. And you mentioned website, which I think is very important to have. However, if the one thing that hasn't changed is story, it is your messaging. What are you saying to the people out there and how are you drawing them in? So regardless of what you have or don't have, when you lock that, you're probably, you know, much further along than an experienced business owner who's trying to grow that doesn't have that message locked. I really wish businesses, you know, especially the the new starting businesses and even the established ones would take that to heart. I think uh, a lot of money, heartache and time could be, could be saved. You know, I'm curious in the work that you're doing, what are, who are some of your clients? Maybe you can describe some of those success stories uh, for our audience. Well, we've worked, we're, and, and I hate to say this because so many businesses do, you know, industry agnostic. One of the areas we've helped is, like I said, the, the micro business. We've worked even with uh, churches. We, we worked with one that they were trying to lock down a new website. And we worked with them on coming up with a survey to send to their members and get uh, actual feedback from people who want to be there. And just to, to use them as an example, they never wanted to use the word progressive. They felt it was too political, it was too overused, and it didn't represent the, what they, and this is coming from their communications team, uh, you know, the ones developing the website. And when we surveyed the members, that was the number one word used. And we made sure we incorporated that not only in the website, but in their video. Um, we now have, um, they've had more people show up mentioning they found St. Paul and they're coming there because of the word progressive. So had they not actually looked at uh, and talked to their own members, there's a, there's a chance that they might not have any new members. So that's just one example. We, we've worked with coaches. We've worked with speakers. Um, we do a lot of product videos, but our heart is really with the, the, the micro business who I guess is more socially conscious who wants to make a difference in the world and do something different that improves our local communities. When you do work with the, those micro businesses, the ones that are socially uh, conscious, uh, you know, be a part of the community, what are their, what do you see as their struggle that would prompt them to want to search out an organization like Emblem? I think their struggle is the same as um, even a more established business that might have, you know, it's, it's lead generation. I think that is, you know, I need more sales. I need more customers. I think that is the heart and soul. And, um, you know, it, that is what seems to drive business. So they're not necessarily looking, 
I can tell you they're not looking for pre-marketing. <laughs> they're not going to be searching that. That's our word just to make it easy to understand. But if they're looking for anything, they're looking for lead generation. They're looking for more customers. And that's ultimate, ultimately what we provide in terms of once your foundations are in place, once you have a message that resonates, then no matter where you go, you're drawing people in quicker and you're converting people quicker. Do you think there is a, you know, a, a rule of thumb or a, of, a, of a time span, let's say a new up and coming business, micro, a micro organization, what can they expect with working with Emblem Inc? The, when are they going to start to see some traction? Because uh, the reason I ask that, there's a big problem, and I see this on LinkedIn a lot with link lead generation, is people expect I'm going to get a contact on LinkedIn, we're going to connect, and I'm all of a sudden going to start to sell my sell business. And I explain to my clients, LinkedIn is not a race. It's a marathon. It takes time. Is there an expectation on these businesses you're working with that this should happen at the snap of a finger or part of the education is if we do things the right way in the right order at the right time, you're going to start to gradually see traction. And what are your, what's your experience with that kind of mindset? Yeah, I think that, that's a good point. The mindset. Um, I think as a small business owner in particular, you're wearing so many hats, you get into this, and I'm speaking from experience myself, where you get into this frustration where you're doing all the work, you're looking for all the leads, and the last thing you want to do is to do both at the same time. And so if you hire somebody to pick that up for you, you're expecting that when your next project is done, there's a lead or there's a new customer waiting for you. When in fact, lead generation is a lot like the hockey stick curve, where there's a lot of slow traction at, at the um, slow movement at the beginning, but as it picks up traction, and especially as you're bringing in more of the right customers, you're getting more results for those customers. They're speaking about you. They're speaking positively about the results you got them. Then that hockey stick uh, curve starts to take off. And now instead of the horizontal growth, you're looking at the vertical growth. So it could take six months. It could take 12 months. What I like to tell my customers is that my goal is for you to outgrow us within 18 months. So you might not see a whole lot in six months. The first three months, we're doing the foundational work. We're reaching out. We're getting information to help build your brand, to get the, the, um, the wording. And then it's a test. There's things over time that take time. But by the 18th month, you should be at a point where things are moving so well that my company can't keep up with it. Now we're handing you off to an agency. I see. I see. You know, I'm curious uh, with your company and for you in particular, the folks that you're collaborating and partnering with, how are you getting your name out there? Are there active? I mean, we met, we met, I mentioned at the onset, you and I met at a networking event. What are some of the other networking events or, perhaps more or organized types of events where you and your, your organization is getting the word out about who you are and what you do? Well, a lot of what we do, like I said, we educate first. So we're putting in workshops. We have one coming on, um, you know, we're trying to do them quarterly. So this is an opportunity that not only for the overwhelmed entrepreneur to learn about marketing, but also about health, about uh, finances, about all the things that 
a small business owner or an entrepreneur can learn to help manage. So we do that. Uh, I also run the Barrington chapter of the co-op network, which is a way for you to find more alliances, connect with more like-minded businesses and grow together. I'm part of the next impactor team. So we are raising money for the Madison house autism foundation on top of I'm building an app to help push my own mission out there. So it's a lot of um, social interaction that people might not know me and that's fine. If they know emblem, if they know the, the brand that stands for true essence, then, you know, that's really what we're pushing out there. And again, it all starts with education. So chances are, if you see me online, you see me in person, we're, we're speaking about ways to, um, you know, grow your business. Very nice. Now, I'm, if a listener wants to come out to your website, will they be able to find uh, more information about these events that you're participating in? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure that we actually have the events listed. A lot of times we do uh, either invite only, or if you're part of our community, you hear about it. They're not on our website for, uh, at this moment. Doesn't mean they won't be in the future, but uh, the best way to, would be to connect either through LinkedIn or Facebook. And luckily there's a LinkedIn person I'm talking to you right now who can help you do that. Uh, and that would be the best way. Cause again, we partner with a lot of other experts in their areas like finances, like health, um, you know, other areas of business growth. And so rather than just us, it's easier to connect and interact with everybody. That sounds good. As we, Come down to the, you know, the end of our time together. I would love if you could, you know, participate in an activity we have, Brian, it's at the end of the show, it's called the insight to go And what this is. If there is a book, an idea, quote, tip, something that just kind of like, wow, it sparked your uh, excitement and enthusiasm or uh, what, what would be one of those insights to go that you could share with our audience? Well, I mentioned Donald Miller's Building a Story Brand earlier, but the book that really got me into the entrepreneurship mindset was Creative Confidence by the Kelly Brothers. And what I loved about that is that they're coming, they're looking at creativity from the standpoint of anybody can do it. It's a learned process. It's not you have it or you don't have it. And even the most linear thinkers, the most left brain thinkers, have a creative side to them that uh, if you use design thinking, you use strategy that you might be already encompassing in your everyday, you can find new ways to do something to improve your business. And I just absolutely loved Creative Confidence. Excellent. Well, we will put a link to Creative Confidence. Is there anything else you'd like to share uh, with our audience? I think that as a as a listener to this podcast, there are a lot of different people that come on here offering their expertise. And if there's something you're unsure about, then make sure you reach out to them. Uh, you know, this isn't a plug for me, but all the people that have been on here before me, all the people that'll be on here after me, but um, you know, Howard's well connected with, with good people who are doing even better things to improve uh, what might be existing out there. And so, just, you know, keep an open mind, listen to what the, the other guests are saying. And if there's something that you're unsure about or something you need help on, that's why we come on here. Feel free to reach out to them. Well, thank you. I, I 
appreciate that acknowledgement. And I know my uh, partner Randy does as well. Brian, I truly appreciate you taking the time again for joining me on the Success Insight podcast. Folks, you can uh, find uh, Brian uh, at Emblem Inc. That's www power of emblem emblem.com he's also on linkedin at uh, you can search for brian sly four number four you i'll put a link to brian's uh, linkedin profile there as well if you love the podcast like the podcast please uh, comment share it as brian was alluding to in the, in the audience that we are gathering here are folks that are it's probably an overused term, heart-centered entrepreneurs. We're looking to not only make a difference in our lives, but in the lives of people we interact with through our business. This is Howard Fox for my co-host, Randy Ford. This is the Success Insight Podcast. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there and have a phenomenal day. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.